Good evening, fantasy footballers and degents across the world. This is the Championship Formula with your host, Mike Plymel. And sitting to my left tonight is the beautifully battered Cajun Raider, Mr. Mike Wilden. So today at work, someone asked me, uh, they, well, they said, I sold my Air Jordans for $80. Okay. They were used, and I said, people buy used tennis shoes? And everybody at work said, did you just say tennis shoes? Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's, that's the funny part. <laughs> oh, my God. Tennis shoes. What are we going to do with you? I don't know. I don't know. Jesus. And sitting in front of me tonight, as not as always, is going to be the nation, Mr. Vinny Gonzalez. I love this seat. <laughs> Josh, you should stay away more often. <laughs> Oh, uh, no. You can't I love say you, man. That. But no, no. He I wants want, the seat. I want he wants, the seat. He, I, I don't care. I want this seat. I, for the last 20 minutes, that's I, all he's talked about I mean, is that seat. I've earned this seat. <laughs> yeah. I've earned anything I want, Mike. So, uh, yeah. yeah. Unfor- I mean, unfortunately, we are missing our producer tonight, Mr. Josh Kenny, the casual. Uh, he is currently at the hospital. He took three pregnancy tests. All three came up positive. Oh, man. Uh, he is, in fact, with child. That uh, ass was uh, fat. That ass was fat. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, he he's not really sure what what to what to what to do. <laughs> Damn. Oh. Yeah. Hang in there, Josh. It only hurt a lot. <laughs> so uh, yeah. So Raider, what's what's going on? What'd you do this past weekend? Oh, this past weekend, um, we actually took a tour of a vagina. Wow. That's that's incredible. How yeah. was it? It was it was interesting. Was it, it slippery? It it was it's not like anything I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> How old are you again? I'm 85 years old. 85. Is it true that you're doing the uh, the sequel to 40 year old version? <laughs> yes, 85 year old version. 85 year old version. Wow. Slippery when wet. All right, yeah. so. Uh, yeah. Vinny, how about you? What'd you do this past weekend? When you asked him, I started to think about it. And I honestly don't remember. I don't think I did anything of note. I think I, I really just relaxed, man. I, I don't think I did anything extra special. Okay. I'm going to stick to that. Oh, know? Nick Mel. Nick Mel hooked us up with um, a horse racing. That's what I did this weekend. Oh, that's right. You talked to me about the horse racing. Yeah. Right? Shout out to Nick Mel, man. Yeah. All right. Shout out, man. He's he's the black hat of fucking horse racing. He knows his yeah, shit. Yeah, he man. knows his shit, man. Really? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Okay. You, you know, a sports better recognizes a sports better and he knows his shit. Absolutely. Yeah. He yeah. knows right. his shit, man. Okay. I don't know anything about horses. I know they have four legs uh, yeah. and a tail. Yep. Yeah. They yeah. actually have five legs. Five. If you count them. Well, yeah, there you go. <laughs> if you count the other leg. Yeah, the other, the other leg. I, I, I smell what you're stepping in, buddy. I get it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay. Well, um, unfortunately, like we said, Josh is not going to be with us tonight. Uh, so I want to say prayers that he's not pregnant and that oh. they were all wrong. But Wait a second. What? I did do something this past weekend. Oh. Yeah. Fast 10, man. Fast and Furious. Oh, that, How was that? Okay. So I think Fast and Furious has gotten away from what made it awesome at the very beginning, which was just street racing in general. But... I want to say one thing that I think everyone should see the movie for. Shout out to Jason Momoa. He was fucking amazing, bro. Really? He was 
Amazing. I love that guy. I don't care if you haven't seen the other Fast and Furiouses. I don't care if you hate the franchise. He's a good villain. Watch it. It's hilarious. He's very good at what he does. And I want to say this. You guys remember when Will Smith did Aladdin and he was a genie? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Did you think Will Smith did a pretty good job? Pretty Absolutely. good. Absolutely. Watch Fast 10 and then don't try to convince me that Jason Momoa would not be a better genie. And you'll understand why I'm saying that. Oh, wow. you got to watch it, man. He's amazing. He's amazing. Okay. I love it. And that's guy. all I want to say. I don't want to say too much about the movie because it's kind of new to people. There's some things I do want to talk about, but they'll spoil something else. So. I have a man crush but on that guy. He was awesome, man. Okay. Oh, yeah. he was awesome, man. Nice. Great job. I think most ladies have a man crush on that guy. So that makes sense, <laughs> Mike. I'm glad to hear that. Apparently, I do too. So <laughs> I'm one of the ladies. All right. So, everyone who's out there listening. What about you? What are you doing? Yeah, what did you do this oh, past I had weekend? a kid's birthday party this weekend. I had cake and. Were you the clown? Time. No, no. I was the uh, buoy out in the uh, pool, the pool bounce house. <laughs> my fat ass just got out there with a pair of shorts and just uh, bobbed up and down while kids uh, randomly hit me. It was great. Nice. Yeah, it was nice. good. Um, yeah, that was my weekend. <laughs> Sunday, we went to Home Depot. Nice little Sunday. Sweet. <laughs> Lord. I know. So, uh, we want to thank everyone for joining us tonight. I think we did tease it this week. Um, tonight we are going to start off by unveiling the first ever championship formula projections. Yes. These are going to be the way, way too early projections because we're like two and a half months out. Yeah. So who knows what's going to happen with injuries, last minute signings, um, who's picking up the playbook. Some of these rookies, Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, Anthony Richardson, how fast are they picking up on these things? Injuries, Kyler Murray, Trey Lance, um, is the holdout with Lamar Jackson. He was injured at the end of last year. He's not showing up for OTAs. He's got a bunch of new receivers. How's the connections going? So there there are players up and down the list that are obviously hard to project. So we did our best, all four of us. We did not take... These projections are strictly our own. These did not take in averages over the last few years, projections from any sites or... Uh, so-called experts. Right. These are our projections, yeah. personally. And that's how we're going to do it. Obviously, these are going to change as we get a little closer to the season. We'll have an, a, you know, a mock draft heading into the opener. But uh, for tonight, we are going to start with the quarterbacks because uh, they score the most points. And yeah. quarterbacks are king. Yeah. And that's why. Oh, and by so, the way. Go ahead. Go ahead, Cajun. This is our six-month anniversary on is the podcast. Really? Oh. Is it really? Yep. Did you get me anything? Yeah. I got to tell you, it feels a lot longer. It feels me? like at least, I don't know, six and a half months. <laughs> it feels like six years. I've <laughs> <laughs> like been doing this a long time. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you mentioned these projections. Now, you didn't explain it to the listeners, and I want to know as well. So, you had me, Josh, Cage, and yourself. We all put in our own projections. You took all four of our projections, mashed them up, and got an average. Correct. Is that- Yep. Okay. And these are going to be in points per game, not in. I'd like to talk to you about a couple of these projections. (laughs) Okay. Can you see them right now? Yeah. I mean, I see the the spreadsheet. I see the the doc. I guess we'll call it. And at the very end, it has a points per game. That's all I can see. I can't see anything else like I did on the original. Someone didn't have all the projections in until very late. That might have been. It's okay. It's okay. Listen, it's yeah. it'll it'll smooth out. I was supposed to have them for you last Thursday. Right. I didn't get them over to you till Monday, so I was also f- way behind. But that's okay. We're gonna do the points per game for uh, what we're looking at right now. Um, 
and we can we can hash it out right now. We can say a few words on each, or we can spend hours talking over each player. It's okay. We have yeah. all the time in the world. Absolutely. Yeah. So we're going to start off at the bottom of the list, and we are going to do number 34 because he is a player of note. Even though, yes, I know there are only 32 teams, we still got to talk him about it. Talk about him for just a second. He was a top five pick just a couple years ago. His coach is an incredible offensive mind. Mike, you know who I'm talking about? Yes. Say it. Jonathan Smith. Oh, God, Jesus. I hate you. So, uh, no, that's going to be one Trey Lance coming in at number 34 God, on our so original close. projection. I was the lone holdout that has a little faith in him. I had him projected, I think, for 13 games and about 700 yards rushing. The rest of it was pretty shitty, but that's okay. He comes in at a robust 13 points a game, which means if you're listening to us, he should be off your radar. He is going to have to beat out Brock Purdy in order to be relevant. I know we heard there was an article that just came out from his like personal trainer. That he was looking good, right? That he was looking great. That they were trying to take aspects of Patrick Mahomes' game over the offseason and work those into like his repertoire. And uh, it, he said he looked great. So Jonathan, Jonathan Smith mm-hmm. is off the board then? Jonathan Smith is off the board. He, he was somewhere on the list. I just don't know what list. Okay. Yeah, but uh, Trey Lance at number 34, and I think I was the only one that gave him any kind of projection. Everyone else was assuming Brock Purdy, and that's okay. No, these are our projections. It's perfectly fine. You could put zero. You could put 100. It's whatever you yeah, feel. Yeah, I was going to say, I put zero across the board. I, I don't think he ever sees the field. I think San Francisco has PTSD. They just keep losing quarterbacks that even <laughs> though they want to trade him, they're like, no, no, we can't do it. No. Especially this year, there's a rule you can have a third QB as an emergency. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. That's Trey Lance. Yeah. That's yeah. his role because oh, yeah. I, if Brock Purdy isn't ready, I still think it's Sam Darnold. You know, I don't think it's Trey Lance. Yep. Yeah. That's just my gut. This is going to be one of the most uh, polar opposites we are probably on any of the players because I do believe Trey Lance will be the starter out of the gate and that Purdy will be the backup and Darnold will be oh, sitting wow. at number three. Yeah, oh, I do. Damn. I do. I think, and I, I think would like to board bet you. Ooh, here we go. Here we go again. Then he start, like who starts the season? Either Purdy or Lance. Oh, here we go. I, love I don't this. think we're just making it about Lance. I don't think Lance will start. Period. I don't care. Oh, I think Darnold starts or. I'm so the if there are Purdy. no injuries, and I'll give you that clause. If there's right, right. no injuries to Purdy injury or Darnold or right. Darnold, I say Lance starts. Okay. Huh. Oh, make, whoa. Make it easy on yourself. How much do you want to bet here? Let's Mike? do the standard $25 lunch bet. Okay. Done. Done. Thank you. Boom. Yeah. Nice. No, thank you. <laughs> there it is. Okay, so there it is. We're going to have to go back and hear so many so many. I don't, I don't. I honestly have no idea what my bets are. Be honest. Be honest. I mean, you need, he, he calls me this morning. <laughs> Can I tell him? Can I tell him what she told me? He calls me this morning. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna be so fucking pissed because <laughs> Cajun hits me up in the morning and goes, "Hey Vinny, that spreadsheet that Plymail sent us. There's three lines for each, you know, championship format, championship." Um, so did I do mine? I said, "What do you mean? What are you asking me?" He goes, "Well, I have." I have info on one of these lines. I'm like, is it yours or is it somebody else's or was it mine? I'm like, Mike, are you seriously calling me to ask me if you've put in your projections? <laughs> like, who knows better than you? This motherfucker didn't know he did the assignment, bro. He didn't know he did the assignment. Yep. 
Bro, it's good. I'm, I'm, good times had by all. He's, he's pissed, Listen, it, we're, we've all moved past it. <laughs> Nobody's mad about Don't it anymore. Even, it's Don't all even, been entered. When you gave me that phone call, I, when I hung up, I'm like, I, I think Yaz was on the other line. I'm like, you won't fucking believe this shit. <laughs> fucking Cage is calling me to find out if he did something. Like, I, like I was there next to him. Yeah. Oh, oh man, man, bro. I'm such a I loser. love you, man, but mm. that was great. Damn. So you think Trey Lance starts no matter what? I do. I, what I, makes I, you think that? Was it all the years of productive college? Was it his great first year in San Francisco? Was What was it? Well, I think his skill set. He's a taller, bigger, strong-armed. Uh, I, I think his skill set besides that. He is like uh, poor man's Anthony Richardson as far as an athlete goes. Okay. He only had one great college season. I do realize that. Right. They have a ton of draft capital in him. And I think I, I, I like the saying, follow the money. In this case, I'm going to follow the draft capital. Brock Purdy was a seventh-round pick. I think if Lance actually comes into camp completely prepared and he looks great, they're not going to be able to justify starting Purdy. But that is my own personal take. If Purdy right. starts week one, all San Francisco has to say is, yeah, that guy was great last year. We don't have to – you don't have to understand what we're doing. We believe he can win. And then I say, okay, that's good enough for me. If Shanahan says Purdy's the guy, then Purdy's the guy. I just truly believe that Lance has the talent in order to get to be the number one. But only time will tell, and we will definitely know before the season starts. Right. So, uh, moving on to number 33 is uh, basically a worthless pick. You should probably not be taking him unless you draft Anthony Richardson. And that's going to be Gardner Minshew we have coming in at number 33. Um, I think we all, I think he averaged out about four games started on our projections. That's about where we like him. He'll probably start the season. I think someone had him down for seven games started. Another one had him at zero. So somewhere in that three to four games, he's probably going to start. Um, or he starts none, and Richardson's right out of the gate. But we have him in at 14 points a game. It doesn't really matter. Right. He's not draft worthy. Yeah. And unless something happens to Richardson and Antonio Gibson puts a hit on him as well, I don't think we're worried <laughs> about Gardner Menchu and draft. <laughs> I'm trying to see what I gave him. I gave him zeros across Zero, the board. Zeros as well. across the board. Yep. I just don't see him doing anything like you said. Yeah, no, I, I think I had him down for six games starting. I put him in for pretty putrid points. And uh, everyone, I think everyone else had him in for a couple games. Nothing much. Right. And just enough to like maybe let Richardson get a little feel for the playbook yeah. before the season starts. Mine was just for his mustache. Just for his mustache. Okay, yeah. two games for his mush- mustache. Yeah. Feels good. Well, at number 32, sad to say, here comes Bryce Young bringing up the caboose. The, literally the last ranked quarterback in the NFL at 16.42 points per game. I think we averaged out at 16 games started. So we do feel he's going to take it out of the gate. Vinny, Bryce Young, is he draftable in a standard league one quarterback format? No, I don't think so. I, my projections have him around 15 and a half a game. I just don't think this is a guy you can build around. It's He's exciting from a dynasty perspective, but I think in year one with Carolina, I wouldn't want to build in a 12-team PPR around him. I think that's waiting way too long to get a quarterback. Okay. That seems absolutely true. Yeah. Okay. I mean, so we're hitting like maybe 20 touchdowns, throwing about 15 picks. It Unless he's showing something incredible. In preseason, I can't imagine he should even be on anyone's radar. From a rookie perspective, I put him down for 21 touchdowns and nine picks. Okay. And 270 rushing yards and a touchdown. 3,100 yards. You were the low guy on the uh, interceptions, I believe. 
<laughs> right, and I, and I probably was. I guess I'm just giving him a credit for being a good, accurate passer in college. You know, yeah. Uh, I'm hoping that translates because if not, if he throws like 15 touchdowns to his, I'm sorry, 21 touchdowns to 15 picks, that's going to be ugly for sure. You know, that's going to be really ugly, and then yeah. he's, he's not getting to 15 points. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, the next guy up on the list is going to be at number 31, Mr. Baker Mayfield, Mr. Number One Overall Pick. Let's go. Let's go, Mr. Ra Ra. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm going to take pictures like Brett Favre coming in at 16.43 <laughs> at number 31. Is there any chance that he can make it into the top 24? He's got Mike Evans. He's got Chris Godwin. He's got Rashad White. He's got Kate Otten. It's a decent, maybe slightly below average offensive line. Is there any chance that he can get into the top 24? Can anyone make an argument for him? Yeah, look, I mean, look what he did for the Rams in the second half of the season. Okay. Right. Was he a top 24 in the second half for the Rams, or was he just outside of that? I would guess that he was um, a little inside of that. He was. He was number 22 in the second half. Okay. So he, he was a, I guess, usable backup. I was harsh on this guy, man. I just looked back at it. I yeah, was if any really put him harsh. at negative touchdowns, I've never seen that on a stat line. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's like weird. negative six. That's like weird. he's gonna throw six pick sixes, I guess. But uh, yeah, he right. also drew wow. a frowny face yeah. somehow on the on the spreadsheet. There was a frowny face over Baker's hey, name. Wow. Yeah, it was incredible. I, have, I don't know what I was thinking on this projection. It's so disrespectful. But it'd be funny if it came true. I put him down for 12 points a game. 12.5 points. 12 points a game. 12.5 points a game. Wow. I put him. I. His yardage, I got him at 2775. <laughs> in a 17-game season, by the way, yeah. that would be uh, like Lamar Jackson. Come on. Yeah, I mean, no, serious. Tampa Bay's offensive line got worse. It didn't get better. It really, no. it got worse. They really want to run the ball, okay? And let's face it, the defense doesn't have much to respect. Um, defense doesn't have much to respect with Baker Mayfield, like... No one's like I. I know you traded for Rashad White, but no one's stacking the box for Rashad White. Like no one's gonna do that. So they should be able to get extra people in coverage. I think it's gonna make his life miserable. I put him down for 18 touchdowns and 12 picks. I could see that happening, man. Wow. Okay. Godwin and, and Evans are gonna take a hit, man. Like, for sure. Godwin's less likely to take a huger hit than Mike Evans, though. Mike Evans is gonna take the colossal hit, man. Mike Evans, to me, falls out of the top 24, man. I, I can't draft him with confidence in a standard PPR. I'm on that boat. Chris Godwin, I actually think, will stay pretty productive from the slot, but he'll be the only guy that has any sort of value for me. Yeah, I do have – I was probably the high guy on, May, on Mayfield. What did you have for Mayfield? I, I think like, I had 24 touchdowns down. I hate 24. Yeah. 24. <laughs> 24. <laughs> when I was fucking doing this, it was so weird. You don't know how many times I went back. I'm like, wait, that doesn't sound right. It, and, you know, I, I can know. almost picture you like angry T, like 18, 18 12. <laughs> and no, like, 15. No, 18, t- inter- 18 and 18. I mean, if you take. <laughs> this is terrible. I should have just stuck to points per game. Did you put in stats for everybody? I did. Yeah. Oh, everyone did? Yeah. yeah. Everyone oh, put in okay. stats. Next time, I think I'm just going to do a points per game. Okay. I'm just going to focus on points per game because that's really all that matters. So if you take that yardage over 17 games, which you won't play, yeah, that's 163 yards a game. 163 yards. <laughs> I mean, Justin Fields, I hunt 30 yards per game. Yeah, I mean, it, shit it, happens. It feels a little light. It is light. It does. It has I, to be light. I mean, even his worst season in Cleveland, he was probably averaging over 200. Right. That's what I say. So 200, that's 3,400 yards. And that's that was throwing like to... Uh, mm. So if I give him... Wait a second. If I give him 3,400 yards on my same projections... Yeah. 
Now he's at 14 a game. That's Ooh. probably more respectable. Yeah, that's n- probably number 35 on the list right there at 14 a game. That's below <laughs> Gardner Minshew. So, yeah, really giving him some love, Benny. I, I like I'm, it. I'm just saying 200 yards a game. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, uh, most of these guys that we're talking about, we're kind of going to breeze through because, well, they're fucking worthless. So, who cares? But here we go. Desmond Ritter in Atlanta coming in at 1671. A cool, cool 28 points or a point. Two eight points more a game than Baker Mayfield. What is it about Ritter? I like Ritter, man. I I think I projected him pretty well. I don't know if I projected him the highest, but I gave him I gave him what you probably want to give Baker Mayfield at least on the touchdowns. I gave him twenty four touchdowns and ten picks. Okay, and that's I, pre- that's fairly efficient. I should gave him low yardage though, thirty one hundred yards because I think they are going to run the ball a lot. But he's going to have t- opportunities to score touchdowns. He had a lot of playmakers, man. So I put him at 17, 17 points a game. Yeah, seventeen point two six points a game. Okay, I think he can hit that man. Okay, I really do. They've got London. They've got Pitts. If they both those guys hit a thousand yards, and Bijan can hit us for six hundred, that's twenty six hundred yards right there for those three right. guys alone. That seems like a, a minuscule total to hit another eight hundred yards with his other right. three players. He still has Algier. He still has Patterson. <clears throat> It seems like someone else could get. I just think they run the ball a lot. So okay. there's going to be a lot of rushing yards. I think where I may have projected him low was his rushing ability. I only gave him 275 yards. I mean, that's reasonable. Not, it's, that's not that's that's not a big number, and it's, I guess it's reasonable. But he, he did show he had legs at Cincinnati. So, you know, maybe he gets to 350. That makes a little bit of a difference. Now, not a huge difference, but it makes a little bit of a difference. You know, so we'll see. Okay. I also gave him three touchdowns on the ground. You know, that's a lot for a guy that we don't really know if he's going to have that kind of pedigree in the NFL. Three seems a little bit high with Bijan and Algier there. So maybe one touchdown. And if you would have done one touchdown, Vinny, you literally would put him under Baker Mayfield. One touchdown? Yeah, and you put him – yeah, well, it would have in our – holistic style rankings with oh, oh i gotcha yeah I gotcha. would have put him probably just gotcha. enough well he's no no <laughs> all right then he's typing now he's putting in six just to make should, sure he clears he baker should, mayfield he should be nowhere near baker mayfield <laughs> okay i've hated baker mayfield now i've hated on him i don't hate him but i've hated on him for the past three is years it, i've made it clear it, his commercials is that it no, I just I, I like those. Commercials. I just look. I, no, I think the commercials are awesome. That's actually his best work. If he got fantasy points for that, <laughs> he'd be a QB one. You know, but unfortunately, it's not based on that. He's had one good season in Cleveland. That's it. Yep, rookie season. That's yeah. it, man. He's only has he's had one good season in a situation where he had a great running back and an awesome offensive line. Everyone thought, oh, if he goes to Carolina, he'll be just fine. I said no. I say he will not be fine. He will be a unmitigated disaster, and he was. Yeah. And that little stint in L.A. with the Rams down the stretch. Magical. If you want to hold on to that, hold on to that <laughs> shit. But I'm not going to hold on to that shit. That shit is that, that's so fugazi. It's not even funny. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't buy into that, man. Are you drafting him to be your no. backup quarterback? Not, not your starter. Would you draft him as your backup quarterback? No, probably not. Nah, if I'm calling Ritter's name or Mayfield's name as my backup, I fucked up somewhere. Yeah. 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 Now, maybe as my number three, of course. If right. I'm like, all right, I'm looking at uh, 
Nelson Aguilar at my number six wide receiver, or I'm going to take a third quarterback and I'm, I'm going to take Ritter or Mayfield. I'd be I'd be okay with that. I'm going to I'm going to buy into Atlanta. I think Desmond Ritter has an outside shot here to finish as a strong a strong QB two. I'm just going to go put it out there because the weapons are just amazing for sure. And what they do in Atlanta is really is really pro quarterback. They run the ball really well. Yeah. So they're going to protect Ritter by default. Mm-hmm. A lot of teams are going to get sucked up to stop the run. And it's going to open things up for Pitts, for London, for Bijan coming out of the backfield, Tyler Algier, like you said, and there's still Cordell Patterson they didn't let go of. So yep, hanging I, around. I like what Atlanta has going on, man. I I, I think we're going to look back. We're going to be way too low on Ritter. Okay. Well, um, I, it feels like we're right on the money with uh, this piece of shit over here in Green Bay. <laughs> Um, taking up the mantle for the last piece of shit, and that was Aaron Rodgers, and here comes Jordan Love, stinking up the joint, stinking up the whole state of Wisconsin. Nobody likes the Packers. Nobody. <laughs> that, yeah, that was an article I read today that they're losing most of their fans and that everyone hates the Packers. Wow. Yeah, Aren't true story. They sh- they're shareholders, right? They are. They're selling them. Uh, wow. Yeah, they're selling all their shares. So who buys the shares? Um, homeless people. <laughs> it's peanuts on the dollar, man. It's so cheap. So cheap. Can we make money off that if we buy it? Like, no, nah, I'm not going to have that in my house. <laughs> I don't want no Green Bay stock. But thank you anyway. So here we go, Jordan Love. I put him zeros across the board to pull his ranking way down. Everyone else had him as a top 15, but with my ranking of number 39, it brought him to a cool 16.73 points a game, just ahead of Desmond Ritter. So Jordan Love, he's had a couple starts. He's got some weapons. He's got Christian Watson. He's got a great running back in Aaron Jones. Bakhtari should be back at left tackle this year. If he's healthy, That they still have a decent line. LaFour is still a great offensive coach. As far as, far as we know, maybe Rodgers was hiding some flaws. We're going to find out this season for sure. I do not have faith in love. The draft capital, they had to trade back in to the late first round to get him. <clears throat> His grade was not a first-round grade. It was a low second. High third was his draft grade. I just don't believe he has it in him. He does, He's a poor man's something. He, he has a solid arm, but not a great arm. He's got decent speed, but not great speed. He's decent size. He's 6'2". He's fairly accurate. Everything is just okay. There's nothing he can hang his hat on. Josh Allen came out and said, yeah, that guy can throw at 75 yards and he can run pretty well. His accuracy was horrible. Decision-making horrible. But he had a couple things. The great quarterbacks have something that they can hang their hat on. Joe Burrow with his accuracy and his calm under pressure. You can see Herbert can throw a football through a brick wall. All of the great ones have something. So the Packers get a lot of things wrong, right? Let me ask you this, though. What have the Packers not gotten wrong? Quarterback. Brett Favre. Aaron Rodgers. Don Mikowski. Matt I mean, Flynn. Yeah. I mean, yeah. so I'm just throwing that out there. I'm, I'm not saying I believe in him, but, I mean, that's just something to be noted. I mean, I, I don't know that the last – I don't believe Aaron Rodgers, the GM, was there when they drafted Aaron Rodgers. And I'm pretty sure it was Atlanta that drafted Brett Favre and they traded for him almost immediately. Yes. Favre was a second-round yep. pick. Yep, you're right. So I'm just going to say if they liked him that much, they would have taken him before Atlanta. Now, that's great. They traded for him, but I think there was an injury that offseason which led them to looking for a quarterback to bring in. Love, of course, he has tools. They can hide some deficiencies. Vinny, 
What's your take? Were you the high guy on Love? I probably was. I mean, I had him at 15-something per game. It's not a huge number, but I've liked Love. I, I told you I like his prospects. He's at, he's 6'4". You say he was 6'2". He's 6'4". Okay. And that makes a little bit of a difference. 224. He's I think big, he wear, wears lifts. Yeah. I think six, that's four, what it is. 224. Yeah. Hand size 10.5. He is a first-round pick. 26th overall that year. Here's his pluses. And by the way, he's projected his prospect grade said he would eventually be a plus starter. That's where he ranked. But nonetheless, let's read his positives here from his draft profile. Okay. Tall in the pocket and smooth, natural thrower. Keeps ball tucked and secure while scanning the field. Tight spirals come from a variety of arm slots. Offenses built upon intermediate and deep read throws. Confident passer attacking between the hashes. Makes athletic pocket exits when scrambling. Good open field vision and speed to move the sticks. Arm strength to dime it into windows. Drops deep balls in with plenty of air and touch. Arm talent and swagger to attack field side cover two hole. So that 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 hole between the corner and the safety there on the on the on the on the field side we'll call it I guess. Okay. Uh, now how about the how about the cons? Let's see the cons. Consistency in production took massive step backward in 2019. Looping wind up part of slower operation time. Mm, it mm. sounds like Byron Leftwich. Too yeah. much staring. Yeah, you're and, right. Too much staring and telegraphing. Mm. Six, games, six games with multiple interceptions. Mm, that's Jameis Winston. Below average decision making against zone Ooh, looks. That's Baker Mayfield. That's Mike Wilden. <laughs> Allow coverage to swarm due to lack of anticipation. Mm, that's Anthony Richardson. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So here's what here's what i think about love i think uh we haven't seen a lot of them but what i did see when he played against kansas city last year and when he stepped in and, and some garbage time he looked competent he spread the ball around as well and he knew how to find christian watson because in the game that he did come in he hit christian watson in stride a couple times and he looked decent in limited duty this is a big risk reward type deal here okay this guy has a first round you know, draft capital, he's going to be given an opportunity here to take the reins. If he shows he can do it, he he does have a few weapons at his disposal. You know, we'll see. I I have a hard time believing you can build around this guy in standard PPR leagues, obviously, and I, you probably don't want him to be your backup. But from a dynasty perspective, I would probably try to find this guy on my roster. I would try to get him there. I, I don't know. I just have a hunch, man. And, can he be a top 16 quarterback this year? No, I, I can name 16 guys right now that are well ahead of him. Okay. Um, can it be a top 20? Uh, probably can Close. Name, probably can name 20 guys, yeah. too. Okay. I, think, I think he'd be in the bottom end, like 21, 22, 23, yeah. 24 for me. Okay. But I think from a dynasty perspective, you got to look you know, past one year. Right. You could look back and be happy with this. You can okay. probably acquire him for a third-round pick. Okay. I mean, that's probably what he's going to cost you, a third-round pick yeah. to find out. And if he ends up being the starter for the Green Bay Packers, you got yourself something. Okay. All right. So uh, we are at the 30-minute mark for this first half of the podcast, and we are going to take a very quick commercial break. And I just want to remind everybody that Mash Hoagies is the official sandwich of the championship formula located off of Malabar and Minton Road. Sunny is there eight days a week. Just like the Beatles song. Never goes home. Yeah. Incredible, right? He gets there before it opens. He stays there late every night. He's chopping onions pretty much all damn day. That's how many onions oh, they go through. Just chopping always onions. Crying whenever always I walk crying. It's not because he's tired or he wants to go home. He's just always chopping oh, onions. That makes sense. Yeah. So if you go in there, say hi. Uh, they got a variety of sandwiches. Uh, the Hawkeye is my go-to. 
they have chili there every single day. Broccoli like the, cheddar yeah. and ice cream. Oh, that's awesome. I like the meat pounder. The meat pounder. I've never heard of that, but uh, it's probably not as good as the sweet tea there, which is fresh brewed every day. Yeah. Yeah. I was there the other day. It was delicious. Nice. I shouldn't drink sweet tea. I'm too fat for that, but <laughs> it's okay. Oh, yeah, no. I mean, no, compared, to, like, hom- yeah, compared to Homer Simpson, I am definitely not <laughs> fat, but next to that guy alone. <laughs> So uh, if you're bored this week and you're hungry, stop on by Sonny's. Tell them you heard about them on the championship formula and uh, give them a high five. All right. And we'll be right back. Boom. And we are back. Thank you. Thank you for staying with us. You're welcome. Yeah. Thanks, yeah. Mike. Yeah. No problem. It was a 24-hour break, and we are back with the second half. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I always like those 24-hour breaks. We meet up at the same spot. I get some sleep. Yeah. None of us change, though. We all wear the same clothes sleep. we were wearing yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. So we started this podcast on Tuesday, and now it's Wednesday. So, wow. Yeah. How did that happen? Time flies when you're having fun, Mike. You know what they say. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. There you go. Your flies open. It is. But I'm wearing gym shorts, so that means I ripped the hole. It's on purpose. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You put that thing back in your pants. Uh, all right. Here we go. We left off on Jordan Love. I just want to remind everyone what we're talking about. We're talking about our quarterback projections, the official championship formula projections, the way, way too early projections. Yeah. And uh, we got Jordan Love down there hanging out at number 29, coming in at 16.7 points a game. And one slot ahead of him. This guy's got a uh, young whippersnapper right at his heels. Whippersnapper. Whippersnapper. Okay. Yeah, I'm using it. You got a problem with it? Nope. It's good. Let's go. So Will Levis, if uh, Tennessee shits the bed, could very easily see the field, say, week 12? Week I, I gave Will Levis zeros. You I saw also it. gave him zeros. I think Tannehill, I did. Well, I it, the, the reason is, I, I believe it was three years ago, Tannehill was a top 12 quarterback. And then two years ago, he was like number 18. And then last year, he was a hot bag of garbage. But he's also had a lot of injuries the last two years. So this is the year that uh, it's going to be the last year in Tennessee. Let's just be honest. They already drafted his replacement for him. This is a contract year. It's the final year of his contract. It pays him almost $30 million. It's a nice, good amount of money. But yeah. it's not what a high-end quarterback could get on the market. Can he be as good as Derek Carr? Maybe on his best day. Could he be as good as Dan- Andy Dalton? Obviously, he's better than that. So Tannehill could be a nice bridge quarterback at age 35. We're not He's not going to resurrect his career this year. Right. But could he be a top 18 quarterback? It's well within his skill set. He does have a little speed. He is pretty accurate. He always had a high touchdown interception ratio. So there is that chance. We have him in at 16.9, coming in at number 28. This feels about right. Could he finish as a top 24 Sure. Could he finish at number 31? Sure. I don't know that Tannehill's someone I'm going to be targeting. I think there's a lot better. There's a lot more upside with some of these other guys. Tannehill's probably not finishing much higher than 24. Yeah. So, yeah, if you're looking at him or Jordan Love, Love has much more upside. Absolutely. I just don't feel Love, if he just hits exactly what he's going to, I think he finishes right about there with Tannehill. You're picking nits at this point. Yeah. I mean, but the Titans' offense is, like, all about the run. Like, they're just so old school. Like, I can't get around that. Like, Yeah, and really, Traylon Burks? Yeah. Chig? 
Yeah. That's that's who we're going to worry about. I, right. I don't know that that's enough to get Tannehill into the 3700, 3800, 29 touchdown range. He's got a hot take coming. No, oh, hot take. I just know you like Chig. He does like Chig because he has him How in Dynasty. How much do you like Chig? Uh, I like the Chig a lot. Uh, how many yards is Chig going to go for? Um, that's a tight end. Serious answer. Yeah. What do you think? Real answer. Best guess. 600. Okay. Right. What about eight touchdowns? Is that, is that good for you? Yeah. Okay. I think if my tight end, and I didn't own Travis Kelsey, if he put up 600 yards and eight TDs and gave me like 55 catches, I'd be okay with that. That's number one yeah, numbers. I thought that was a little low. I thought it was a little Me too. Higher. So did I. I was expecting more like 750 yards and maybe even get to 10 touchdowns because there's just not that many options, man. I just, yeah. Traylon Burks is there, but he still has to prove it. Yeah. And uh, that's it. I Name a receiver. Nikhil Westbrook, whatever. Yeah, and Nikki and Ikai. Nikki Yamanaki Kukuka. There's another one. So this guy's been watching. He has watched Moana every day for the last 37 days with his youngest daughter. And he, he messes up the song every single time. So uh, Tannehill coming in at number 28. That's, uh, I don't know how much we could say about that, but the guy right Bob in front of him. fucking Moana every day. <laughs> I remember when Olivia used to run around the whole house. Yeah. She had the Moana fucking outfit. I'm and sure she does. the song loud as fuck. And now I got the picture of this guy where you're watching Moana. Wearing the same Moana dress, probably. Oh Trying to God. squeeze into oh, Olivia's. Yes. Have, you, have you looked for Olivia's dress at the house? I haven't, I haven't seen it. Yeah. And he came over last week. That's yeah, crazy. There you go. Did you steal her Moana dress? <laughs> He's even wearing a fucking Hawaiian shirt. Look at this yeah. guy. Or is, does he do the Maui song? Is he the guy? He gets the coconut in there. Oh, I'm happy, shiny. What is that? Oh, the song? lobster song. Yeah, Good job. that like one it. gets stuck in your head. That's an ear earworm. Yeah. Oh, Mike. I like Tannehill so for sorry. 17 games. You had him in for 17. I, I, I yeah. like him for 17. Same I like here. him to start the whole year, and I like I like Tennessee to make a run at the division. Okay. And uh, I don't like Jacksonville to win it. I like Tennessee to win it. Okay. Wait, right. get out of here. Hey, listen, Tennessee. You're insane. No, that's the same. Uh, no, Tennessee and Pittsburgh. I'm with them. It's not they, insane. Those guys are going to be 500 teams, and all it takes is a couple wins, a couple yeah. swings. It's no and, knock on Jazzville. I think Trevor Lawrence is going to have a great year. He's going to do fine. But they only won the division okay. by one game, and yeah, Tennessee, yeah, yeah. Tennessee was terrible last year. And no, they still almost won the division. The other thing is, you got to forget Houston and Indianapolis is rolling out a rookie quarterback. Those guys are probably good for a combined 11 no. wins. Okay. Jasper, Here's a right? bet. Here's here's a bet like you and Mike. Depends what kind of bet. I don't know if hit, I'm gonna take come it. Come on, but Mike, hit me. do it. What do you got? Jacksonville's gonna win the the division. Wait, how about Jacksonville finishes with a better record than Tennessee? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Tennessee better than Jacksonville. I like Tennessee better than Jacksonville, but I don't want to bet on it. No offense, Ooh, I'm not that it's confident. Close. It's no, just it's close. close. It can go either way. Uh, last year they were only a game apart. It was eight and nine versus nine and eight. That's yeah. all. That, it's just, probably gonna be similar. This I just year. got a feeling that Tannehill's gonna play better. I love Vrabel as a coach. I think he's still the best coach in the division. I know Doug Peterson has a Super Bowl. I still think Mike Vrabel's a better coach. That's me. I just see it that way. I am on your side. I do think Jacksonville will win that division. I think they probably end up with 10 or 11 wins, and I do think Tennessee is at 8 or 9 wins. So it is close for me. It's not like it's lopsided. I do think Houston ends up with about 5 wins, and unfortunately I think Indy gets about 6 so <laughs> poor Houston and Indy. Yeah, they're I mean, at the bottom. I never thought Indy would be there so quick. 
I mean, when they signed Matt Ryan, I didn't think they they probably didn't think that either. Yeah, I didn't think so. I so, thought they would have been fine. Yeah. I think a lot of people thought that. I mean, I, fucking but, Matt Ryan. Well, <laughs> as we move into Houston, here we got him. We got C.J. Stroud as the next guy up at number 27. We have him like just a couple percentage points over Ryan Tannehill. I mean, he's got wide receivers to work with. He does have Dalton Schultz. He's got Damian Pierce back there. The line is solid. I don't know if Demeco Ryan's no shit about the offense. Um, let's just be honest. He's a rah-rah guy. He's yeah. uh, talking about the finer points. He's big on Will Anderson. He's big on defense. Right. But I don't know anything about what his philosophy is on offense. Does he just hand it over to the coordinator and say good luck? I'm not really sure. Well, I think there's a lot to be said that he made those power moves in the draft where he got C.J. Stroud after getting his guy. I mean, like... Or, or either or, yeah, yeah. like however you view I it. I think they only took C.J. Stroud knowing they could get Will Anderson. Right. So that trade was probably in place when they when they exactly. made when they turned in the card at number two. They already knew they could get Will Anderson as well. Yeah. So we'll see how it turns out. Those guys are both rookies. I, I think Houston gets five wins. Why is this guy smiling over here? He said he's a rah rah guy. Yeah. <laughs> Let me introduce you guys to the Dan Campbell of the. AFC South. Oh, nice. He got a lot of, you know, at first, he got a lot of heat up in Detroit, man. People were like, what is he, this guy talking about biting people's kneecaps and all that garbage? <laughs> okay. I think D'Amico Ryans is a guy's guy. He's he's someone that's going to demand a lot of respect, and they're going to play for this coach. I really like their prospects to play hard and play well. It might not reflect in the win column. I think they'll lose a lot of close games. I think they'll lose a lot of close games. Still probably end up with only five or six wins. But when you look back at the schedule and what happened, you're going to be like, wow, they were just a few plays away from instead of being a sixth loss. So team, they're building something. Right, right. Yeah, nice. I do think in two years, Demeco's going to have them turn around to at least be, I don't know, eight and nine. Really turn that team around. I just think that division is so open. It's so open. I don't care how good people think Jacksonville is now with Calvin Ridley. <laughs> I don't care how good people think Tennessee is. I just see this division as being one of those revolving door divisions that every year is going to be something. Like, why are our favorite teams not in those divisions? Like, I know, I man. just I want to be in those divisions. No, I mean, let's I mean just for be... a while, the, the Patriots ran, ran my division. So Yeah, it, just think about it. Play. Buffalo was horrible. Miami was horrible, right. horrible for, for how long? And now... On paper, New England looks to be the weakest, but they right. have the coach that can get them over the hump on certain things. But if you look about the think about the NFC East that just like four years ago was a laughing stock. Right, like, right. Wow. Yeah. Unfortunately, and you know, sports guys are like, unfortunately, someone from the NFC East is going to have to make the playoffs. Right. And it's going to be uh, who the hell knows. And those guys were basically fighting it out to be the tallest midget. Right. I mean, that's really, truly what yeah. it was. <laughs> that's you my know, life. It, it was, oh, it was God, so sad. God. I think, what, like six wins got them to division? It was disgusting. Yeah. So it's all, I mean, there's so many ebbs and flows with players and signings and contracts now come so much into play yeah so yes the strong teams you can look at the list of the top quarterbacks and pretty much pencil those guys in which is why i do like jacksonville in that division i do like peterson i loved him in philly i thought he got a raw deal when he got fired i like jacksonville i think they're building something i can see them being perennial 10 11 12 game winners okay I just don't know for me, I'm not as high on Calvin Ridley as some. I saw what happened with Deshaun Watson when he took two years off. 
he's throwing the ball and he's like four years younger than Ridley. Right. And now this guy's playing a skill position based on speed, based on separation. It's a little bit different. Report, so reports out on him right now is that he looks to be the alpha. Like they're saying he has overtaken Christian Kirk's role. That's what they're right. saying right yeah. now. And of course, okay. you know, the summer hype train. Yeah. You know, who knows? Who knows what's really going on? But. I mean, over the next six weeks, there's going to probably be 10 players that are in, quote, right. the best shape of their life. Yeah. Right. Unquote. And you right. know what's going to happen? Who? I mean, like I saw something the other day on Twitter where it was Joe Burrows looking jacked. Like, oh, what's he, he doing? And actually, said, he is looking jacked. I mean, they said the same thing about McCaffrey. And they're like, and McCaffrey came out and said, it was just the angle of the shot. I'm basically like three pounds heavier than I was last year. And he came out and said that. He's like, I'm not doing anything differently. I work my ass off in the offseason. I keep myself up during the whole season. <laughs> Joe Burrow, man. I, I imagine Joe Burrow's offseason would be the fucking awesomest thing ever. Fucking bitches getting money, drinking <laughs> protein shakes. Like, there's nothing else Joe Burrow needs. Joe Burrow gets so much pussy, it's not even funny, bro. Wait, wow. what happened? Jim? Dude. What you, is going on right now? I'm just saying, like... Uh, <laughs> We're fuck. not on YouTube, so it's okay. <laughs> I can say, I can say all yeah, this. Yeah. It doesn't matter. I mean... No, dude. I look at Joe Burrow. I'm like, dude, handsome-looking guy. He's cool as fuck. He is cool as fuck. No one's cooler than fucking Joe Burrow. Tom no Brady's one. pretty cool. But Joe, Tom's not playing yet. Yet. <laughs> Anymore. <laughs> yet. I mean, they're yeah. honoring him at Gillette Stadium. I'm not even convinced. I'm not... I, I, <laughs> Dude, if he comes out in a Patriots uniform and Mac Jones is crying his little bitch ass on the sidelines, Bill O'Brien like, we got him, we got him. That That would be the greatest. That would be the greatest moment ever if he if he actually let Mac Jones play the first half. (laughs) <laughs> and then he just comes up and it shows him on the sideline with his helmet smiling like just tapping little Maggie Jones his shoulder like it's okay little boy daddy's gonna take over now and I, then he goes out in the second half oh my god Bob Kraft was cream himself you know he'd have would, little girls you know, cleaning it up myself. it'd be great I, I, there would have, I would be hitting up all of our group chats like so fucking hard you guys have no idea, bro. I'd be going nuts. Yep. I can't even let this guy go in Dynasty. I'm sick. I, I can't. I, I still wow. think he's going to play. I'm not going to let him go. Wow. I'm yeah. not letting him go. I don't give a shit. Uh, Joe Burrow, though, is the coolest motherfucker on the planet, bro. He's fucking awesome. Well, what about CJ Stroud? Is he cool? Since that's who we're talking about. Uh, how did we get to Joe Burrow? I don't know. I, because uh, we were talking about how uh, we went from rah-rah. I was talking about oh, Doug Peterson. Right, 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 right. We were talking about Jacksonville. If you look at the top quarterbacks, you can pretty much say, all right, who are your top five quarterbacks? Those guys are going to be in the playoffs or going to have their team in a position to be in right. the playoffs. I mean, C.J. Stroud, Stroud for me is a is a dynasty asset. You're not going to see it in year one. It's not going to show in the win loss column. Um, but in redraft, yeah, I can't even have him as my QB two. He's going to be someone that starts on the waiver wire, and depending on how he does, could be a bye week fill in. That's how I see him. There you and go. that's no knock on CJ Stroud. These things take time to develop. Not everyone comes to the NFL as a rookie QB and has a Cam Newton season. Yeah. It just doesn't happen like that. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, the next guy, he he started last year at the very end of the season. The metrics on him were pretty solid. He yeah. does have a couple receivers that are very good. He's got a nice tandem in the backfield. I mean, you could do worse than Sam Howell. He has a lot of upside. We have him projected at number 26. He's just outside the number two quarterbacks. Mike is literally over here doing calisthenics. He's doing windmills. He's doing high knees. I, I'm expecting to do burpees here in a second. Just, I don't I even know. Say that. Burpees, man. Drop down, bro. Let's go. Oh, man. If he does more than like three push-ups, I think we're, he's going to go into cardiac arrest. <laughs> I don't think he can do three. I think on the third one, he could not get back up. He'd be oh, like, what the it. fuck? How, All right. Wait, 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 wait. How many can he do? How many? I don't think I don't think he can get to 10. I, think I was going to say 14. To I don't think oh, he, 
Y'all went from three to five can to you get ten to, 10? to fourteen. Can you I'm get gonna to say 10? fourteen. Listen, I have faith in you. Can you get to ten? Real push-ups. All right, all right. here we go, guys. All right, I'm gonna. F- For all I'm, we're gonna listen- film this. Uh, uh, I'm gonna. All right, so Mike's down one. on his knees. There's Jesus, one. Two. Oh my God, his head <laughs> is so red. Your head's purple. He is struggling. Oh, oh my, my God. God, those mandibles look stop. incredible. Jesus his- Christ, you didn't even get to five. <laughs> <laughs> I'm bro. Oh my God, bro, bro breathe. Deep breaths. Whew. Dude, I've never seen your head turn so purple in my life. I want your grow hair back. <laughs> I did, Literally, did all I, the blood I, went from his legs up into his head or so. I don't know what just happened there. His, I did five? His le- you did no, four. four. <laughs> you did four. You died on the fifth one. Can you one. state your age for the yeah. record so we can put this in context? Yeah, 52. 52. Whew. And now, considering all the beers you've had, yeah. what's your real alcoholic age? <laughs> His liver is 147 years BC. Mike is, Mike is literally the oldest man on the planet. Oldest. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Gandhi Whoa. died many years ago. He's in better shape than Mike right now. Right now, that man's liver is better than Mike. We can exhume that body, and I promise Mike's right. Yeah. Bro, I've never seen your head get that purple, dude. I know, really? It was awesome. Dude, it was wild. Like It looked like one of those zits that you have that really need to be popped. I was gonna say it looked like someone had you in a headlock, and you were you were trying not to no, die. No, you know when it gets real purplish, and you're like, really? "Oh, you gotta pop that motherfucker!" And yeah, it was out, dude. Yeah, was it really worried. that bad? I Mike. mean, four. Mike, I mean, you were about to be a stroke victim. <laughs> it's a good thing you didn't get to five. Oh Thank man! Thank God you didn't get to five, bro. How many Jesus. is he could knock out right now? I'm not getting down. Yeah, how many? I'm not getting. I'm not yeah, getting let's go. Ballpark. How many could you knock out? You I, think? Honestly. Probably my max would be 15. Honestly, I don't really? do any push-ups okay. anymore. I don't do any push-ups. What about right. you, Mike? I don't know. I think I'd probably knock out about 30 or 35. Are you serious? Yeah, I think so. With me on your back? <laughs> I mean, am I laying? Am I facing downward? Am I? <laughs> I mean, oh. are you trying to choke me? Are you trying to do something to God, me to where fun. I need to fight it? Man, that's the most exercise I've gotten in like my life. <laughs> Those 12-ounce curls do not help you on the push-ups. Oh, my goodness. So, Sam Howe, we're, we're going back to him. He's right. got a little speed. He's got some up, He's got some weapons. For me, this is one of the upside guys that I would, when I'm at the draft and I'm down there at the bottom and I'm looking at a Ryan Tannehill, a Desmond Ritter, a Baker Mayfield, even a Kenny Pickett, I'm probably looking at Sam Howe with some upside. If everything breaks right for this guy, I think he outscores all of them. I don't know how much I trust Washington, but I do like the weapons, and I do like the veteran leadership there. Um, I feel with Chase Young in a contract year, he wants to play his ass off. I have a feeling Chase Young's going to have a solid year as well, a completely off topic, but I I like Sam Howell. I was probably the high guy on him. At 17 points a game, it's not much. It's bi-week filler. He should be out there on the waiver wire. But if he starts off the first couple seasons at 20-plus, might not be one. I, I, he's going to be got someone I would pick up even if after the first game he hits twenty. Yeah. So anyone upper, a little higher, a little lower than that? Or are we good with uh, Hal at number twenty six? I feel about Hal the way I feel about Ritter. That's funny because the way yeah. you were saying it, like you see, there's upside there. Sure, we yeah. can't build around him and redraft, and you certainly probably don't want him as the backup. But he'll start on the waiver wire, and if we're right about him, he could finish as a strong QB too because he has weapons. He has a Terry McLaurin. He has a Johan Dotson. He has two very capable backs with Brian Robinson and Gibson, who's probably going to get more passing work. I think Logan Thomas is still there. Absolutely. Yeah. If he could stay on the field for more than four games. Yeah. But Eric Bieniemy, that has to make a difference. Absolutely. And if it doesn't, then we know it was Andy Reid. And yeah. I'm not hating on 
Airbnb, but Airbnb has a lot to prove. I mean, Andy Reid's had a lot of disciples, and none of them have. Re- I mean, what can we talk about Nagy for a second? How he fared right. once he went outside? I mean, there. You but probably- Doug Peterson. Yeah, Doug Peterson is yeah. very good. Doug Peterson very yeah. good. Yeah. So he's had a good one. He's had a bad one. I, and I'm not trying to hate on Bienemy. I, I wish him all the best. I think he is more responsible for Kansas City than he probably gets credit for. But you have to prove it now, man. Andy, because you're, you're not getting a head coaching job yeah. until you do. Andy Reid's tree is like, in right. my opinion, the largest tree yeah. ever. I, I tested my DNA. Turns out I'm actually from that tree. <laughs> oh, it's wild. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, it's wild. I don't know. You know. I love it. I love it. I mean, I look at Washington, and that was a team that very easily would have made the playoffs. I mean, they were one game out, I think. And it came down to two games versus the Giants uh, towards the end of the season where they played each other within three weeks, two times, you know, in three weeks. And that changed everything. But they were right there, man. They were right there. Yeah. And you remember Carson Wentz came back and he shit the bed. Remember he played terrible yep. against Cleveland. He cost him there. Yeah. So I think Washington is a playoff team. I don't think people recognize them as such. But they are a playoff team, in my opinion. They just need... No way. They need a couple I'll, wins I'll, to go I'll make way. another bet with you on that one. Well, no, no. I'm not saying they're going to make the playoffs. They're a playoff caliber team. They'll be in the mix. They'll be in the mix to the bitter end, just like they were last year. You know, people don't remember. They were in the mix last year. Right. The year before, they made the playoffs. Yeah. This is not a bad team. And now, better ownership, better coaching. Yeah. Eric Biennemi should elevate the offense. Sam Howell, full year under center. You don't have to deal with Carson Wentz, flaky ass. Right. You know? Okay. Yeah. All right. So I, I think we all feel that maybe how must have been Josh. The casual probably ranked him too low, which got him down here at number 26. I believe he should still be over our next guy, who I was probably the low man on. And that's going to be the man who measured in with 6.25 inch hands, uh, which is a little bit tiny for a guy that's 6'2". And uh, if we ratio that out, he's also got a tiny wiener. Oh, that's me. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so that's going to be Kenny Pickett. Yep, over there in Pittsburgh. Yeah, that's me. Um, he's got solid receivers. He's got a great tight end. He's got a great running back. He's got a decent line. He's got an incredible coach. I just don't think Pickett has it in him. He doesn't. There's nothing great about him. He doesn't have a great arm. Everything. Once again, he's somewhere in that. Uh, well, I might have skewed that one because I I I lifted him up like higher. Oh, did you? Yeah. What were your stats for Kenny Pickett? Because I, I gave him pretty nice projections as well. Uh, mine, uh, let me see. Let me pull up Kenny Pickett. So I put him down for 19 touchdowns, 3,100 yards, and 13 picks. I think I put him down for 22, 3,400 yards, and... 11 picks. That's yeah. probably you. You put him at 18.2. I was down at 15 points a game. Okay. I'm at 16.79. Okay. I, I like Pittsburgh to bounce back. I got him at 3,300 yards, 24 touchdowns, 13 picks. Okay. So we're close. Pittsburgh did some sneaky good things in the draft. I think that huge tight end they brought in is just to be an offensive lineman. They added another offensive lineman. He's going to have protection, and he has plenty of weapons. I think Najee's going to run the ball well. I got a feeling that Kenny Pickett's going to deliver on these numbers. Yeah. And I think Pittsburgh as a whole yeah. is going to deliver. In I terms mean, if he hits on your numbers, column. it still only puts him at 16.8. He's not really right. draftable. Unless he's not, you're no, no, he's not draftable, but for Pittsburgh winning more games, oh, okay. he's going to hit on these numbers. Gotcha. You know, I, I think if he can get to 24 touchdowns with 13 picks and 3,300 yards, yeah, I think it's going to change Pittsburgh a little bit Yeah, in okay. terms of the win-loss column. All right. Well, 
Our next guy up is uh, Jimmy G, and I cannot tell you how consistent we were on this guy. Now, the highs and lows on the yardage was drastic, about 900 yards difference. Our touchdowns were one touchdown apart. Our interceptions were three apart, and our rushing touchdowns were one apart. So we had him as a high of 14.79 and a low as 19.2. He comes in a little over 17 points. It's He still looks to be outside the top 24, even though he is at 24 points a game is what we have him in. Or number 24 quarterback and 17.43 points a game. Just draftable as a number two quarterback. I myself still probably like Sam Howell over him because of the upside. Jimmy G for me is a very safe option. And and where is Derek Carr in this? Oh, situation? we haven't even got to Derek I Carr. Know. Don't the why are you hating on Derek just, Carr yet? The difference between Jimmy Garoppolo and Derek Carr is going to be the interceptions and the turnovers and the stupid mistakes. That's why I think the Raiders are going to win more games. I have them down for twenty-one touchdowns, nine picks. Okay, I that is that, that's efficient. That makes him very efficient, which is what the Raiders need. Yep. They don't need Derek Carr. There, there's also some uh, some familiarity. With McDaniels. I get that. I get a that. lot of familiarity. Yeah, yeah, I get that. And Jacoby Myers, a lot more yeah. familiarity. And that's gonna matter, that. man. I get that. Josh Jacobs once again in a contract year. All the haters, all the yep. doubters. When he had a contract year last year, he really came through. I do not believe that Las Vegas is looking to sign him long term. They franchise franchise him this year no. and let him walk. Right. The, they're going to treat him like Django. They are going to run him to the ground. Run man. him into the ground. He's probably going to get another 350 touches. So he just better come into camp in shape, ready to go this season. Wow. He, had, he had 393 touches last year. That's crazy. Does he hit 400? Does he pull a Derrick Henry I 400? I don't think so. But okay. I still think 350 is in the realm of possibility again. Okay. 350 plus. The way they want to use them. Their offensive their offensive philosophy must be really different because Devontae Adams is really pissed off about it. So what that tells me is they want to sh- they want to focus on the short area passing and running the ball. Right. Does that, Renfro come back into existence? No, Jacoby Myers. Okay. Jacoby Myers. So Renfro's dead to you. I'm not touching. It's Jacoby Myers. Okay. Jacoby Myers. We'll Jacoby have to Myers see is what, better than Renfro. I think we know who's going to be the high guy on Jacoby Myers when we get yeah. those wide receiver projections. I I just think bigger receiver history with. McDaniels yeah. and the offense. Yeah. And I believe, no, he doesn't have any history with Jimmy G. He doesn't Mm-mm. have any history with Jimmy G. No. I won't say that. All right. So Jimmy G is our number 24. He's going to be, I guess, draftable. He'll be the number, the low-end number two quarterback in your league. Right. So be- if you get a Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, Jalen Hurts, you get one of those guys, you can wait a long time. And if that's who's fallen to you as your number two, then you're okay. Yeah. You only need him for a week or two, and you'll be just fine. Yeah. Well, that brings us to our next guy, and that one was a little bit, a little wider variety on the points. That's going to be the guy coming back from a pretty good injury. He was a defending Super Bowl champ coming into last year, and that was going to be Mr. Matt Stafford of the Los Angeles Rams, who have had a fire sale. They are now the youngest team in the league, and I think that every person on special teams, long snapper, punter, kicker, is in fact a rookie. That's a real stat, by the way. Wow. Everyone on special teams is going to be a rookie. They actually, I think, signed the most undrafted free agents. And uh, it was more about quantity than quality, it felt like. I'm sure they got a few good picks in there. But this has been years of trading away their top draft picks in order to get veterans, in order to win now. And right now, they're paying the consequences for it. You would, hopefully, they're going to learn something from it, but <clears throat> doubtful. Matt Stafford, he has, uh, oh yeah, he has Cooper Cup. 
Cooper Cup's going to get 1,500 yards and 100-plus catches. Right. Higby? Who else are we looking at to real? Cam Akers is probably going to kick in about 35, 40 catches if he can stay healthy or keep his fucking mouth shut, you know, and not be <laughs> such a baby. Yeah. I don't like this. I don't want to play right now. You know, I'm like, just shut up. Yeah, I mean, come on, man. You've done nothing in this league. When you're Randy Moss, when you're Calvin Johnson, when you're Tom Brady, when you're Aaron Rodgers, you can run your damn mouth. Yeah. Until then, just sit down and shut up. Get into the meeting room. Just know your role, buddy. Know yep. your role. You are no one. In the grand scheme of things, you're no one. Exactly. He, he hasn't earned that right to be able right. to run his mouth. Yeah. No, I agree. No, Vinny? Hmm? You sitting on the opposite side of that one? No, 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 no. I agree. I, I don't. I don't really know what happened last year. I never really got clarity on that. I just know that someone was upset, and we really don't know the story. I wish yeah. we knew. I'd like to know what actually went on. For sure. Because I'm also thinking, like, well, what do you have left in the backfield, man? Like, yeah. What is what is Terrell um, Henderson? What is McVay doing? No, he was cut. So that's right. So what was in the backfield that kept Cam Akers from playing? Because I'm questioning McVay. I. Cam Akers has all the talent in the world. Yeah. Like, I don't need you to show me anything else. He's the best back on that team by far. Why the fuck was he not playing off rip? Right. Um, maybe McVay should have done that sooner, and maybe they would have won more games. But McVay gets so fucking trigger happy. All he wants to do is throw, throw, throw to one guy. Bro, it, it's inevitable. Like, teams catch on to that. Yeah, Cooper Cup's going to get his, but I don't think that's a winning formula. No, and, for and, sure. And they have 2-2 Atwell, Van Jefferson. Like, bro, yeah. that's, yeah. not, that's, that's not going to get it done. Yeah, two years ago they you had uh, Odell that was yeah. uh, making some quick clutch yeah. catches down the stretch to kind of take the pressure and off of Cup. Yeah, I tried to catch that lightning, and I did, yeah. actually. So, you did? Yeah. And when did you? In Dynasty. Odell Beckham? You had Odell Beckham? I don't yeah. remember. Yep. Actually, so long true. ago, I don't remember. <laughs> so, so No, for real. I don't I don't remember. I didn't even know you had him. I yeah. thought you had him the whole time, mm-hmm. and then you traded him to Milrow. No, I think something. I even picked him up on waivers or something. He was something. on waivers? I think so. <laughs> yeah, I Who's mean. Who's the waiver wires shitty in Dynasty? Know. Just stop. Right. There's well, that's because we have right to now. cut everyone if they're not hurt, and then we can't trade any players, and yeah. you know that's a whole other story. Yeah, that's a yeah. problem. But um, I get it. That so, sucks. so right now, Stafford's at number twenty-three. We have him inside as a low-end number two quarterback. Vinny, are you going to draft him as a low-end number two quarterback? He's a perfect backup for me. Okay. Uh, I I like him anywhere in QB two territory. Can he can he get back into the top fifteen? Absolutely, he can. That's okay. why he's a good no QB. Way. He's a good no QB. way. Okay. He can't get back in there. No. What's stopping him? I mean, if if, if Cooper Cup's going to get and fifteen hundred is low for Cooper Cup, uh, we can put that at seventeen hundred for Cooper Cup. So I mean, as long as Cooper Cup stays healthy, Matt Stafford has a chance to get into number one territory. McVay doesn't know any better, man. Wow. All he wants to do is throw. All he wants to do is throw, man. Okay, that's it. Not going to happen. I mean, no offense, don't take this wrong, but you kept saying Derek Carr was going to come into number one territory. He never did either. Yeah, so. No. What's the difference between Derek Carr well, and no, Matt Stafford? That, that was based on no. Hold on. Okay, here we Uh-oh. go. What's the, what's the difference between sit Derek down, Carr right. and Matt Stafford? You got to sit down. Don't don't hit him. <laughs> Derek that Carr was, Matt that Stafford. was based on my team not getting like inflicted by your New England Patriot oh, my strategy. God. All right, so that was it. That was it on that one. That doesn't even. That's not valid. All right, so the last guy we're going to talk about tonight is coming off of an injury. We have him in at points per game. We don't have the total points. We're just looking at points per game and how well we, f- we think he's going to fare while he's in there. A little bit of a controversial player. I was the lowest on him with a very – I was. I was very – that's going to be Kyler Murray. Oh, I'm on the raw spreadsheet. I'm on mine when I put in the projections. Gotcha. So I'm we're on Kyler Murray. We have him just under 18 points a game. 
So we have him just ahead of Matt Stafford in points per game. So if you think that you're like, if you don't have an early bye week with your starter and you feel Kyler Murray, all the reports are coming out that he's probably just going to start on the pup, but pretty confident he'll be starting by week six. I only have him for 12 games. Okay. How many games did you project him for? I think 11. How much yards? Give me your stats from, from left to right. Let's see how I close was, we are. I was very low on him. You were very low on him yeah. as well. So I had him in for 11 games, so there you go. I have him in for 13 touchdowns, 2,400 yards, 9 picks. I have him in at 220 yards. He's averaged 350, but now he's coming off of a torn ACL. I don't think they're going to let him run. Joe Burrow ran, what, for like 100 yards the year after he tore his ACL. Now, I know he's not a running quarterback. Right. Kyler Murray, his first season, he played a full season. He ran for over 800. He was only two games shy of that his next year. He barely hit 400. And he makes people look foolish, man. When he scrambles, it's crazy. Like, I watched him play my Raiders. He's never and had... He, he, like, Wait, where, where do you get the averages on this rushing yard? Because I've never seen him average under 400. So No, he had 819 year one, 423 year two, 418 year three. I don't know why. Oh, that's draft charts. Uh, oh. That's the projection. I was about to say, he's never had under 400 yards rushing. Yep, no, that's projection for 12 games. I, I have a minute for 220. I don't think he's going to hit 250 yards rushing, and it's not about talent. It's just about coming off that massive right. injury. So I think they are going to try and protect him a little bit. What do you have him per game? Uh, I have him in at 17.45 points a game. Even if I agree with you on the rushing, I have him, because the rushing does make sense, I have him at flat 19, because I got 2,500 yards for him, 16 touchdowns, 5 picks. Yep. And then 220 rush yards, let's say over 12 games, so I got an extra game in there. Okay. So, but I think in redraft, this is a hard guy to draft. Period. Really I don't. I don't. And I love Kyler, but this is just not the year to do it. You don't want to draft him in redraft if you can't. Would you take him as your it. number two? That's what I'm saying. I wouldn't draft him as a in redraft. I'm gonna oh, stay wow. away be, because I don't want my backup to be questionable. Because the philosophy of the Cardinals could change. The Cardinals are not going to be a good team, right? And if he doesn't play for the first first four to six games, guess what? The Cardinals are probably going 0 and four, one and five, two and four. Wow. They're going to be bad. So by the time Kyler's set to come back. The Cardinals might say, you know what, Kyler, take a seat. We're not going to fucking risk you. You're the franchise. Fucking let's trade. D-House is probably going to get traded before the, yeah. the season even starts. Right. So what do they have on offense? They got Marquise Brown, Nothing. who's never been good except right. one season. Never been good except one season. A rookie tight end, well, second-year guy, Trey McBride. Yep. Rondo Moore that's shown little to nothing. Right. Michael Wilson, third-round pick. I and then they have guy. they have an old running back in, in James, James Conner, who will probably still be productive by sheer volume, but volume that play. team is going to be bad, man. So, so let me ask you this. I got a if bad they feeling. Sit, uh, on a side note, if they do that with Murray and they say, hey, listen, we're not going to risk you. We want to make sure you're fully healthy. You're going to start the year on the pup, but we're probably going to ease you in slowly. Uh, our homeboy, Colt McCoy, is going to start the season for the first eight or ten games. And they really, truly have one win at that point. Is there even a reason to put him in when you know you can get Caleb Williams next year at number one? That'd be the debate, man. I, I don't think so because they have so much money committed to Kyler Murray, man. Got a lot of money committed to him. I don't Philly think had a lot a of money committed to Carson Wentz. Right. A lot of money. Carson, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That's that's a good question. I, I don't know. I think in a redraft perspective, though, I'm not going to draft him to be my number two. He will get drafted to be a number two. I just don't want to deal with the whole, when are you coming back? And when you come back, are you really not going to run? And then you get into that whole, like, oh, God, I wasted a draft pick on a guy that 
you know, is not really doing what he normally does because they're trying to protect them. I'd rather go somewhere else. Now, in Dynasty, I think this is a good buy low target. I think you should go get him. I have him in a league. I will look to draft him in one ring. I will try to add him in other Dynasty leagues because I think his his price tag is never going to be lower than this, man. He's been a QB1 every year he's played, except this past year when he got hurt. So I will say this. You know? if if I like, As I am not a Kyler Murray fan, I never have been. I'll say this. If I get a top five QB and I have to draft him in the top three or four rounds, let's say it is Josh Allen. And I get him in the third round. I'm happy with Josh Allen. But I wait until the 12th round and I get Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford makes me a little bit nervous. Could I come back in the round 13 and take Kyler Murray if he's sitting there? That seems I would, like... I would never draft three quarterbacks and redraft. Really? Okay. No. What if you waited? What if you just said, I think I'm going to take you draft, right, your you... number one, let's say, is Kirk Cousins. And you followed that up with a Matt Stafford or a Geno. Would you want to hedge your bets and say, man, I got two really low-end, a low-end number one and a low-end number two. Do you take a shot at Kyler Murray, who has the potential to be a true number one quarterback? I mean, I guess. But I think if you draft if you draft like a Kirk Cousins as your number one, then first of all, that's enough to win in fantasy football in a 12-man league. You don't have to have Josh Allen to win a league. You don't have to have Patrick Mahomes. Right. I've never gone out of my way to draft a top-notch quarterback. Right. And when I have one, it's not because I did that. I think you can win with Kirk Cousins, and I think he's a viable number one. He never misses any games. You just got to get a comparable backup for one week. That can be Matt Stafford. Right. I'm not. I'm definitely not taking three quarterbacks. If you and another thing too, if you draft Josh Allen, Mahomes, or Hurts early, right? You are pretty much saying I'm going to win the league with this guy and burn an early right. pick. Or what am I doing this for? Yeah. You don't look to get extra security two more quarterbacks. You you take that guy right. and maybe you get a backup real late. And that's it. You just roll it, you know, because if you lose that quarterback, your season's pretty much done because you bypass getting a good running back or wide receiver in that spot. Like And and how do you like do you adjust your your strategy with that? Like whenever it comes to that situation. Because I've I've adjusted like several times with my strategy i have my quarterback targets right i'm i'm not really a big fan of going super early on quarterback i just don't like to do it i also think you gotta be careful when you go really really late you know last year a lot of people got burned on oh my god the trey lance hype oh my god the matt stafford hype you know that you can get matt stafford so late and he can deliver qb5 numbers you know i fell into that trap i think there's a sweet spot though you know between four and eight you know, you got guys there, Lamar, Burrow, Jackson, Fields, Lawrence, Herbert. Those guys are all cheaper than Hurts, Allen, Mahomes. And, and what I'm round happy. would you would you get those guys, like the, the last sure. three? Allen, Hurts, and Mahomes, you know they're going probably round three, four, right. somewhere in there. The rest of them are usually going between late round five, six, and seven. That's changing, though, now. It is a, a lot of things that I'm hearing now has quarterbacks coming in the second round, right? And that by the by round three, the big three are exactly. off the board by round three, right? That's 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 everybody else but me then. Yeah, I, I won't. So do I that. went back and looked just to see if there's any like just to see the uh, number one player on fantasy championship teams last year on ESPN was in fact CMC. Number two was Mahomes. However, there was only one other quarterback inside the top 15. 
and that was Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts. And that's only because Jalen Hurts was being drafted late. Damn right he was. That's why people yeah. won with Hurts. It wasn't because people drafted Hurts early. No one knew he was going to do this. He went round six, seven, and eight. Yeah, he because they got, he him, going. they got him for value. Mahomes is the one guy. He's the Tom Brady. Yeah. He's the he's GOAT. Yep. Right. Okay? But the rest of them, nah, man. Number 16 was right. Josh Allen. But two right. quarterbacks inside the top 15 were the most common players. A lot of running backs, wide receivers. Christian McCaffrey makes a whole lot of sense. And tight ends, believe it or not. Kelsey, Hiddle, TJ yeah. Hawkinson up there. Um, Mike, I'm, I'm still in your your strategy with Kelsey. Like, Trust me, you will not get Kelsey anywhere. He is the cheat code. Yeah. Travis Kelsey will be my... I don't want to say my first pick. He, there's no yeah. way I'm taking him over Jefferson or Chase. We're going to be battling for that. But yeah, Kelsey is my number over number three overall pick. I'll state it now, yeah. just for fun. I'm taking him number one. Woo! That's that's crazy, but I, I love get, it. If I get the number one pick, <laughs> trade. I'll trade him to you, man. Yeah. Okay. You can take Kelsey number one. I want to see that. Yep. All right. So we were just talking about Kyler Murray. Uh, not really sure. We're, we're going to have to wait. This is going to be one of those we're completely projecting. We have no idea where he's going to land. But he does have the potential to be number one. He also has the t- potential to sit his ass on the bench for the entirety of the season because Arizona sucks. So and there's it's no true, reason man. to either A, risk him, or B, lose out on Caleb Williams. So it's going to be one or the other. Just have to see how some of these rookies come along and see how the team does. I love well, Williams. I know. So we didn't get quite as far as we wanted to, but that's okay because we have eternity to finish all of these. It feels like that. It's three months away until the season starts. Okay. It's so far away. It is. June, July, August. Oh, my God. Can I do more push-ups? No, are you going to double your total for the yeah. rest of the night? Are you going to yeah. stop midway? I need to set up a guillotine league or a best ball league so we have something to draft in July. <laughs> just <laughs> something. Just something, man. Just something like... Just for funsies. Just for fucking funsies. You know? Nice. I like it. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, everyone, if you enjoyed this content, don't forget we'll be coming out with uh, another one next week, continuing our quarterback rankings. So we're going to have two podcasts next week when uh, the casual comes back. And he's able to edit it. Right now, we've given him well over an hour to edit, and he'll enjoy every single minute of it. Hey, so I have a joke for you. I love it. Um, So what's the difference between people that live in Dubai and Abu Dhabi? Who live in Dubai and Abu Dhabi? Yeah. The people in Dubai don't like the Flintstones, but the people in Abu Dhabi do. do. I don't think that's how the joke goes, but it was a good effort. Abu Dhabi, do I got you. Oh my gosh. Nah, I don't know. I, I think you you messed up that punchline. Yeah, line. I did. No, nah. I'm sorry. Mike, how do you get a tissue to dance? <laughs> oh, I don't know. You put a boogie in it. That's right. Put a little boogie in. It. <laughs> good job. Well, everyone, thanks for uh, listening to our <laughs> shitty jokes, and uh, we will be talking to everyone again next week. Joe Burrow, baby. Fuck bitches, get money. (laughs) 